Hi, and welcome to the Healing Space Podcast, your home for spiritual awakening. Today we have with us the lovely Joanna Shipley, a shamanic practitioner and heart-centered life coach, who's going to talk to us all about power animals. Hi, Joanna, welcome to the Healing Space Podcast. How are you today? Hi, Helen, thank you for having me. I'm good, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good day. Fantastic. Happy Friday. <laughs> Roll on the weekend. Long weekend even. Oh, it is, isn't it? I've forgotten about that. Oh, brilliant. Mm. <laughs> um, so I've invited you here today to talk to us about power animals. So I wonder if you could just introduce us to that topic, um, power animals as a spirit guide. And also you work a lot with power animals um, as your work as a shamanic practitioner. So what drew you to that in the first place? Obviously, it's a much wider topic than just power animals. We're, we're just focusing in on it today. Um, but yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> OK, well, I'd love to share a little bit about this passion that has basically fed my heart and soul for the last 20 plus years. Um, power animals are born out of the shamanic tradition, which isn't unique to any part of the world. If you look anthropologically, there's evidence that we've all come from shamanic cultures, cultures that are animistic. They view everything in the world as having a spirit and the shamanic person in the, in the community would go on a sort of journey to meet the spirit of a particular uh, being. And many of the spirits are in the form of animals. And the shamanic person um, usually listens to something like a drum or a rattle or a percussive instrument to shift their state of consciousness so they can, if you like, send their soul out into the spirit world to meet with these beings, to bring back help healing and advice for themselves or for their community or for the people they're working with. And this is common throughout the whole world. And I think when I was first exploring spirituality, one of the attractions of this way of working is this real rooted basic sort of commonality across different communities that every single community in the world shares this common way, you know, definitely before Facebook and social media, here was the world operating in an identical way uh, to connect with spirit using the same techniques and having the same understanding of how to connect with spirit. So it's consistent um, amongst all of us that this is a way we can learn to connect with spirit and it helps that little quizzical part of my brain going, is this real? Is this made up to have that understanding that it's all grown in these different ways but all the same way throughout the world and so um, it's my understanding and my experience in working with hundreds of people over the last couple of decades that everyone has a power animal whether we know it or not <laughs> um, i'm just drawn to thinking of um, uh, a cousin of my husband's who has a house that is entirely full of frogs i think she has 280 ornamental frogs wow <laughs> Incredible. And she doesn't know she has a power animal, but you know, she's got this felt connection to this particular animal. Some people have this experience. I'm sure some of the listeners today will know this. There's an animal they're really drawn to. And um, some of us really don't know. I didn't know until I did my first shamanic journey. And then I think it's true to say I had the most powerful felt experience of my life when I met my first power animal. 
and um, I'd been searching many, many different ways. I tried mediumship. I tried a lot of sort of um, new age things that were going on. David Icke was kind of big in the 90s. I was listening to him or reading his books and trying to find my way. But I was never naturally clairvoyant or psychic. You know, I, or at least I didn't think I was. I, I went through a very traditional school system. Um, I had a very strong Catholic influence and I never felt able to make that connection or trust it if I did until for me until i found the way of shamanism and it's something to do with the drum that really shifted the way that i could connect with spirit it does alter the way our brains work it shifts the brain patterning slightly just by listening to the rhythmic rhythmic beat of the drum but there's something about the way that it was set up and the freedom within it you know no one guides you you go with an intention to meet your power animal and ask for help or advice or insight into a really practical issue in your life and it's open to them to feed in the information or the healing or the help that you need and you have the experience of being in this altered state of consciousness meeting your personal power animal who is like the greatest most loving being you've ever met that really gets you and the animal that you get really matches the strengths that you need in your life to feel fully empowered and to have all the help that you need so you get this beautiful relationship and it is a relationship you build it over time and you get to know each other um, and with practice I, you know with practice I it's my belief that pretty much anyone can learn to meet their power animal and to find that help and wisdom in that way for themselves. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And I love what you say about this. It's so unifying, isn't it? That for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, this is a practice that's happened all across the globe that they couldn't possibly have known about each other. And, and so that's such a unifying force, which we can bring back really dive into now in the modern world and bring back that unifying that it's the same for all of us mm. um, and I love that idea it's such a personal thing as well it's your personal journey it's your relationship it's your power animal you know no one's telling you how if I've understood correctly no one's telling you how that should be or shouldn't be you journey to have that individual experience Yes, and you get the experience you need for you at your point of your journey in your own life. So if you and I both went on a journey to ask our power animals for help to be um, more confident or something, um, we would get the answers that we need or the healing that we need. It would be unique. And I love that about the work. There's such a freedom um, because there's no set visualization that kind of gives a great container when we have that visualization, but it also limits um, the influence our spirits can have with us. But this way of working, we go with a clear intention. We know what we're asking, but the animal, the spirit animal is then free to give us the answer that we need, which I have to say, isn't always the answer we want. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes we get a little bit stretched <laughs> or held back when we think in our head that we want to do something. But my experience is the answer is always in line with our heart. Right. Yeah. And that's actually the 
the truth of our purpose in life comes through our heart as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, it's a very well-known Native American saying attributed to many different tribes that the longest journey in life is from our head to our heart. And I think that's never been truer than our, in our culture at the moment. Yes, because <laughs> so, we are so head, aren't we? Yeah. Absolutely. And we're trained at school to put the head first and foremost. And so this way of connecting more deeply with the heart can be very challenging because we might not be used to it. But actually, it's in my experience, it's very beautiful because I've never been told to do anything or suggested that I do something that hasn't enriched and enhanced my life. So for example, um, a couple of things spring to mind. One is um, when I was going out with my then boyfriend, my spirits were very keen that I should marry him. And he had already suggested this. They weren't sort of hijacking him and suggesting this had to happen at all. But um, he was very delighted that my spirits were in accordance with him because <laughs> I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have made that formal commitment because of my religious background. I think it had a little bit of baggage with it. And actually, for me, it ended up being the most beautiful thing. And with my spirits, we created a wedding that was unique for us. We got married in a wood and there were you know, various sort of ceremonies around it that meant a lot to me. And another occasion, they asked me to stop doing my kind of paying day job <laughs> and take a leap of faith and go and do something totally different. So it might sound a bit incongruous with being a shamanic practitioner, but I was in the army and my spirits suggested that I leave the army and become a homeopath and I remember asking my spirit teacher and in my journey he took me into this sort of little careers library and he pulled off the shelf this who's who and in it the page fell open on my name you know that big red who's who book of who does what and inside it said Joanna Shipley homeopath writer and explorer and I remember saying to him, what's a homeopath? <laughs> and then that started a journey and I became a homeopath for the next sort of 17 years. I'm, I'm now on a break from that to focus fully on shamanism and heart-based work. But um, this idea came from my power animal and then it took me, I say in the case of leaving the army, a few years before I plucked up the courage to do it fully. But each time I've taken that advice, life has got just richer mm. and more joyful. So, yeah. Yes, because there's, there's an art from what you're saying. It's, it's as if really they know us better than we know ourselves because they're not hindered by what, the, what we think we should do and what we're scared to do or what, you know, we don't have the confidence for or what we think we can't do and et cetera, et cetera. All of that gets in the way, even if we're trying to follow our heart. And it sounds like just connecting with that guidance of the power animal, it, that's, all, that's all out of the way. It's just pure and honest from the heart. Yes, this is in this current moment. This is what's best. Absolutely. And it's practice. You know, they've only ever taken me, I would say, right to the edge of my comfort zone. They've never taken me so far beyond. And if they have, I haven't done it, frankly. If it's too far out there and I haven't had the courage, that's fine they'll work with me but you know after the fifth journey when they're telling me the same thing again I might get the hint <laughs> it's, it comes from love doesn't it they suggest you know it's not that they're there going right this is what you must do and compassion I think yes. there's real compassion for the human condition and all the wobbles and confusions and chaos I certainly get into over many things and another thing I love about it is by using the rattle 
I can call in the help of my power animal at any point in my day. So very practically, before this podcast, I was rattling, asking my power animal to come and help me to be able to speak from my heart and to serve the people that are listening by sharing what people need to know. And I feel the shift of my power animal being with me and his presence. And that's wonderful. You know, we can ask for that help before we have a difficult phone call with a relative we don't get on with or before a job interview or something. We can just sort of dial in this power and power is a tricky word, but I liked what you said, Helen, this this word empowerment. It's filling us with power. And when we're full of power, which frankly, I think most of us have the experience of in life of not always being full of power, losing power or other people having power over us. But when we're full of power in a really balanced and grounded way that is us being full of who we really are, then we're kind of free to tackle so many things in such a more centered and grounded way than we could otherwise. And that for me is the the daily reality of being able to call on the animal spirits yeah and that is so powerful in day-to-day life because like you one of the times I really call on mine is if I'm ever walking home late at night because mm-hmm. my car isn't parked near where I live so every time I make that walk late that's the first thing I do is is call up call up on that power to uh, to walk with me yes yeah and you feel the difference do you yes, when completely like i just go into a state of complete calm you know from anxiety to calm in seconds yeah yeah and so um for someone who hasn't met their power animal um obviously they can have a session with you where you guide them um into doing that or join one of your workshops but could you just guide us through sort of a typical session of of how you would do that how you would meet your power animal yeah certainly so Um, As I said, one of the really common threads throughout the world in shamanic practice is using a percussive instrument. So I use a drum. So what I would encourage somebody who wants to make that connection to do is to listen to a drumming track or to have someone drum for them. So in a session or a workshop that I run, I do the drumming. And it's a very simple drumming rhythm like this. And you would listen to that um, throughout the journey, whether it's 12 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, you can use any time frame. I like about 15 to 20. It's enough to get people really kind of into that space and allow the drum to do its work. The drum is in fact a spirit helper of its own right anyway. And what you do is you start by imagining yourself in a place in nature that you know. It's a very nature-based form of practice in that animists have the understanding that everything has spirit and where this came from is a world where life was very natural. Actually, everything has a spirit. This computer has a spirit. Zoom has a spirit. You know, it, it has evolved as we've evolved. But by starting with a place in nature, people often feel very whole in nature and nature is very much a supportive spirit and helper. So starting from somewhere you know, maybe a tree you love, a cave you visited, somewhere that you feel very good, a place I'd call a power place. And I teach people about working with power places as well as power animals. And then in your mind's eye, you imagine being there, but trying to use all the senses. So you might imagine you're feeling the, say it's a tree, the tree with your hands, that you can feel your feet on the earth. 
um, that you can feel the air blowing on your cheek, you might smell the tree, you might hear birds or insects. So you probably do this with your eyes closed for the best connection. And then to meet your power animal, what we normally do is go down into what's traditionally known as the lower world. So you would imagine yourself going down into the earth some way. And often people experience that the earth opens up or there's a door in the tree. You know, think of fairy tales where these are sort of common, common um, themes. But in your mind's eye or some people just have a sense they don't see it, but they just know that they're going down. You then tend to come out into a landscape and in that landscape you might meet a helper or someone who will take you to your helper so sometimes people might meet a bird or a, a creature that takes them to meet their power animal or they might even meet a spirit in human form um, that might take them to meet their power animal and whenever we do a journey we have a really clear intention so whatever it is you've asked for is going to happen in that journey so if you've asked to meet your power animal and at the same time you're asking for help i don't know to find the perfect house for you to live in that's going to be part of the journey too so you'll meet your power animal hopefully within this journey and often people know it's their power animal there's a really different quality of feeling of being with this creature and often i'm not going to say entirely what happens because it's really nice not to put too much into people's heads but often there's a way this animal will interact with them that really lets them know, yeah, you're my power animal. And then the drum will carry on. And then at some point, the drum will change to a much quicker beat. And that's the signal to come back. And you retrace your steps all the way back and back up to your power place. So like I say, it takes about 20 minutes and then it's great to write down everything you've experienced because we're busy people and we often forget things or we start to think, did I make that up? So a good starting point is to write down everything you experience and have a journal to keep all of that in. So that's a typical session. And what we do um, is spend time focusing on getting your intention really clear because a clear intention will really give you a much clearer journey. And then also in the session, if it's confusing, we can work out sort of what happened and what that might mean. And this is a great chance to bring in about meaning and symbols. This is really about what it means to you. So if you met your power animal and you also met, I don't know, a, um, a little hedgehog, <laughs> it's about knowing what that hedgehog meant to you in the journey, not going to look it up on Google to see what hedgehogs mean. So way of giving our power away when we go and look up someone else's meaning. It's really important to find that meaning for ourselves. And that's one of the things I help you work with. That sounds fabulous. And um, once we found our power animal, do we then, are there more than one power animal? Do we have different power animals for different phases in our life, perhaps? Mm. Presumably it's an ever evolving uh, relationship. That's such a great question. Um, yes, we, well, I have several power animals, but they're for different purposes. So I have my kind of personal power animal who actually is the same one I met 21 years ago or whenever it was. And he's been with me the entire time. I've had other animals come in that have kind of shape-shifted, very literally shape-shifted, in fact, as I've moved on to different evolutions within my own life 
So they kind of reflect the energy and the power I most need at each time. And I also have power animal helpers that help me when I do healing work or when I do soul retrieval work. There's specific allies that help me with that task. And there's another form of power animal that we can have when we need help with something that's particularly challenging us at any time. So I might even go and do a power animal retrieval for somebody if they really need help with something like, I don't know, finding a new job or um, recovering from an illness or healing of some form. And then there can be a specific animal that comes in. And it's really great in whichever animal we work with and whichever form we either find it ourselves or receive it to work with that animal to maybe have a screensaver of that animal on our computer or to have a little altar if you like where we have a picture of the animal or even and they love this <laughs> to dance in the form of that animal perhaps to the sound of the drum they really love the opportunity to be embodied and to merge with us and to dance in that form which might might be a bit advanced for some people but i think some of your listeners will go yeah i get that and it's a really beautiful way to honor the animal and to thank the animal you know we often beg for help but there has to be a balance in any relationship we all have friends who only ring up when they need something we try not to be that person with our spirit helpers and to remember to thank them and honor them and give them appreciation and gratitude so yeah there are different practices we can do to make the relationship more equal yes and like I say by, by doing the screensaver or, or by having that picture that also brings them into our day-to-day -day human life you know, and helps us feel their presence within our waking moments as well. Yeah, it's just developing that connection. If we had a loved one, we might have a photograph of them by our bedside table. So it's really just helping that connection so that we can start to feel it more and more in our hearts and our bodies. Shamanism is a very felt experience. I can tell you all of these things that are my experiences, but really the only way to get what it is, is to go there and feel it yourself. I think Eckhart Tolle talks about somebody who's done a PhD in honey, but never tasted it themselves. You could describe yeah. it <laughs> beautifully and give all these theories, but actually what you need to go out and do is get a great big spoonful of honey and taste it. And that's a whole different level and dimension and experience. And as I say, it's such an accessible form of working. You can do it yourself. There are drumming tracks, um, I think on YouTube and, and various books. That's a great way if that's the only way, but I do recommend trying to work with a human teacher to get you started. It's, it is a practice um, like all of these things. It's like building a muscle or learning to play an instrument. You know, if we pick up an instrument, we're not gonna be able to play it perfectly first time. We have to keep practicing it. Or if we're going to the gym and getting strong, we have to build that muscle over time. We're not gonna become super strong and fit with one visit to the gym. So the idea is that if we keep practicing, um, we can get really good at it. But if we have someone to help us in human form, our own kind of personal trainer, if you like, to get us using the things in the gym the right way and not overstraining muscles. And the danger I think in shamanism, probably in our culture is to be too over intellectual with it, which either means people analyze to the point of losing the power or they do the flip side which is to say i kind of i've made it all up and i can't trust it so having someone to help you um whether in a group or one-to-one -one, is a really great way of creating a solid foundation and that's what i did i i worked with a wonderful teacher 
and also one-to-one -one with someone regularly for actually quite a few years to really solidify my practice. You don't have to do it as much as I did for me. It was really the thing that fit me like a glove, but um, that really will get you in a good starting place. And then you can go off and practice on your own like an instrument. You can then go off and, and take it and find your own way with it once you've got that foundation. Yes, um, it's that grounding, isn't it? It's that grounding with um, having that guide. Yeah. And, and so going back to the, the original point of, you know, moving from the heart to the, uh, from the head to the heart, how do you think power animals can really help us in this time um, to do that, to come back into ourselves, to come back into our knowings and come out of the head? Yes, I, I do. Of course, I would say that. But um, <laughs> I think what they give you is because you can ask for help and healing. So let's take lockdown. It's been a, a challenging time for most of us. I don't really know anybody that hasn't been challenged at some point. And a lot of emotions come up when we face change anyway. And now we're emerging in this confusing way about trying to find our own way through the rules and regulations and our own personal sense of safety and boundaries what we can do with our spirit helpers with our power animals is to ask not only for information you know so i did a journey about how to return to being engaged with the world outside my home in a way that was safe for me mm. and what they did was they showed me things that I'd already kind of seen in meditation but then they took it a whole level deeper and they showed me ways that I would have more joy and more fun and things I could let go of and things I didn't even realize I had been doing it took it to a whole level so I got this new understanding but also where I'm fearful, I can go to ask my power animal to help me with the anxiety I'm feeling around wearing a mask or returning to work or visiting my family. And they will really heal that anxiety. So I still have the choice about whether I want to go or not, but I've not got that fear-based emotion driving everything. And that gets me more grounded and more centered and Sometimes they'll give me pointers into areas I've never thought of because they're recognizing that in my heart there's something else. And for example, they showed me um, what I've been doing with my family is carrying their needs around like little balls of wool. And uh, my children have been tugging at these balls of wool, demanding my help um, in this time of lockdown. And they said, now it's time to wind up that wool and put that wool down and not have that responsibility but I could really feel that kind of tangible pull of this sort of wool in the journey and it really has helped me in my day-to-day -day life to remember to just let go of that I can give them their own space and their own freedom and they can give me mine and we can find our new way so it's sort of become practical but it's more than a metaphor you really feel that experience of carrying in my case these balls of wool with mm. the children pulling on the end and and what it's like to put that down and that is really translatable into my day-to-day -day life so i think it can help everyone find their own unique way no one else is going to get shown a ball of wool probably and that strand you'll get shown what you need for you but this is after practice often in the early days journeys aren't like this sort of cinematic experience and in fact in my own practice there are times when that experience wanes into something a bit more sort of a flash of something here and an image of something there and maybe the sound of a voice here and there and that's very common in the beginning but actually that's perfect because each 
flash is like a little flash of power and that's easier to digest in some ways so yeah we would all be able to get the help we need in any circumstance and right now is a great time to be asking for help for us and for the world yes absolutely and that's the thing isn't it we can go and ask for help not just for us and our particular situation but actually what can you know what can i do to help the situation as it is and again it comes back to that fact that they have a different they're able to see from such a different perspective because our power animals aren't caught up in it like we are and so they can just sort of you know give us that really wide perspective on what's happening and and our place in it really and how do you think it can help to sort of just help us feel more connected anyway just in general you know more connected to us ourselves our inner self our intuition spirit in general absolutely and i think that's what really attracted me to it when i first met my power animal i just felt like i belonged Mm, lovely end of you know and that connection that knowing that i have my own way that i can ask the spirit world for help i can connect with what's right for me and i can have that feeling of connection and belonging yeah i can't think of a better way and i can weave it into my life so if i work with tarot or crystals i can ask for help to work with them in a more meaningful way, or I could even journey to meet the spirit of a crystal to ask how I should work with it. So we talked about power animals and that's the focus of the session this morning, but there are so many other ways. And in fact, as a homeopath, I asked to me to help her to help me be a better homeopath. And I met an animal, it was a little mouse. And this little mouse helped me read all the really technical, difficult sort of 18th century and 19th century books about remedies <laughs> and this little mouse would go along the page um, in the journey and show me what the remedies were really here to do for people but I could also bring that power back into my everyday practice when I was reading even with a patient in front of me they wouldn't know you know I just dress normally I don't wander out in sort of caftans and robes I was sort of penny ordinary <laughs> and uh, I would know that this little mouse was helping me translate the sort of complex English language and um, this sort of arcane language into something I could understand. And that was really helpful. So, you know, a feeling of connection and a practical connection to spirit in our everyday lives. Mm. And tangible as well. You know, when we go on the journey, whether we see the animal, whether we just feel their presence, whether we hear them, whether we smell them, it's a tangible experience of spirit, isn't it? I think that's, that's certainly what I really like about it. Yeah, it's, it's really, it can be incredibly physical. And um, I also love, it's a tangible experience and it's a boundaried experience. So one of the things that freaked me out when I was doing the mediumship was the sort of the idea of spooks or spirits turning up in my bedroom at 3 a.m. And not knowing as much about it as I felt I needed to, that was quite a scary prospect. And what I found with the journeying is I go on a journey when I want to, And at the end of the journey, the work is done. So it feels really like a safe container to cross into the new threshold or over the threshold into the spirit world, into this liminal space, and then to come back and take a deep breath and come back into ordinary life. So, yeah, it's it's a great way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah nice it's a, and you create a nice safe space as well like say so that feeling of this is me going on the journey and this is me back from the journey and now yeah. i can integrate um the learnings fantastic well i think we could uh, talk about this all day couldn't we unfortunately <laughs> uh, we do have to bring it to a close um oh. so could you just tell our listeners how they can find you should they wish to talk more about shamanic goodness yes where do they um, go Okay, so probably the easiest and most consistent way to find me is my website, joannashipley.co.uk. I have an older website, um, wildbearshamanism.com, but I'm merging the two. So please bear with me. It's work in progress. It's my autumn and winter project to try and get that into hopefully something beautiful and accessible, but it might not be that right now, but at least that's the starting point. And um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, I run something called the Heart and Spirit Circle. And if you type in Heart and Spirit Circle, you can, uh, I think, ask to join and in there there are a few visualizations i haven't yet done a shamanic journey it's very hard over facebook to give mm. people a chance to have that experience but at least you get to see a little bit more of me and the way i work if you want to sort of check me out and find out a few more things i'm very happy for you to email me help at joannashipley.co.uk if you want any personal information or to have a free 30 minute chat to find out you know what might be your next step working this way if you're curious so yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone that wants to find out more. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. That's been beautiful and very enlightening. And um, yes, I think if everyone began to work with their power animals, we would all feel so much more connected and, and um, yes, evolve into peace and harmony and all lovely things. <laughs> Not that I have lofty goals or anything. <laughs> I, I echo that and also because it gives us this connection to nature we live more in harmony with our environment and the earth really needs our help right now absolutely yes and that's it isn't it it is all nature based so it's taking us back to our roots and again going back to the beginning it's about that unifying factor the fact that wherever you are in the world you can go back to a culture that uses this practice so it connects us with our ancestors um, and brings it into the present moment so I think that's wonderful yeah yeah totally well thank you as well Helen I've really loved having the chance to share a little bit about it so um, it's been nice to explore with you no problem at all hopefully we can chat again yay have a <laughs> lovely day Joanna thank you and you take care take care bye bye